You're listening to Dance Matters podcast series, created for the Interchange Festival and commissioned by Delving into Dance and Critical Path. In it, I speak to a variety of people who work with or are interested in dance. I begin each conversation asking them what are the first three words that come to their mind when they think about dance? Movement, joy and freedom. From there, we freestyle into a plethora of themes that touch upon the relationship between dance and care for the environment. We speak about connection between dance and intuition. We dream about a world where everyone would dance, a world without judgment and with a greater sense of community. We look at the connection between dance and uncertainty and how dance could teach us to embrace the natural flow of life. And amongst all this talk about movement, we also consider the importance of stillness and silence, both in dance and in life. In the episode you're about to listen, you will hear from former dancer and now Pilates, yoga and ballet for kids teacher Amy Hershon who, as a mother of a two-year-old and a six-year-old, is perfectly aware that dance is innate to our being, a freedom that some of us lose as we grow up. This podcast was recorded on the Gadigal land of Eora Nation, traditional custodians of the land on which we live, work and dance and we pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. What three words come to your mind when you think about dance? Movement, joy, and freedom. What is your earliest memory dance? My mum putting on the host, the planets, on this like little brown Fisher Price tape recorder that we all had in the 80s. And I used to just dance. And I used to just be like making up dances and ballets to myself just on my own and I was really little and I used to dance to the Holes of the Planets and Torvald and Dean who are like ice skaters their soundtrack for one of their ice dance shows and how old were you at the time? I must have been like three or four mm-hmm. and that's what my first memory is just dancing and I used to go to I went to dance classes from when I was two but I used to just have music on by myself and just be dancing around my lounge. Mm. 
And then you also trained in dance. You said that you went to the class. Yes, I was. I tra- like. I started when I was two, and I went through dance, local dance schools, and then I went on to a professional dance college, and then I sort of stepped back, and now I've stepped back into it. Mm-hmm. And what style of dance did you start with? I'm more classical, and then contemporary. We were made to do things like hip hop, but it's just I just don't fit in with that. Mm-hmm. I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And now the classes that you go to now? still classical ballet and contemporary. And where do you go to? I go to Sydney Dance, mm-hmm. but sometimes I can find that a little intimidating. So I haven't been anywhere for a long time. I'm just about to start teaching at a dance school actually so teaching kids how to dance so I'll probably do more there mm-hmm. more classes there and you have two kids of your own I sure do and do they dance yes this the, they're always dancing but the little one who's two without force from me without push is just loving it that's why the words came into my head like that joy that it brings her and she closes her eyes and she moves her arms and her head. It's just so lovely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's two and she loves dancing. Mm-hmm. Does she dance when there is music or have you found her dancing in other situations? Oh, she, she dances down the aisles of coals. She, she'll dance everywhere. It doesn't have to be music. She likes music, but yeah, there doesn't have to be music. She will just be moving and dancing and kicking and just moving her eye. It's just lovely. She clo- The way she closes her eyes and the face she makes, it's just really calming and she's happy. What are some other situations in your life that you find yourself dancing when it's outside of the class? Always at home. Always music on. I'm just got, like I go through phases of listening to music or I've got my headphones on, but I find myself thinking about steps or movement just walking down the street like choreographing things in my head or thinking this would be a really amazing thing to move to or this would be great to do with my class or so yeah I'm pretty much I could dance anywhere like it's freedom I was dancing on the beach and there was sunset and we were just me and Jimmy were dancing together and it was lovely and Jimmy's your daughter Jimmy's my daughter yeah Talking about children dancing as a natural thing, almost something that's very instinctual to our bodies, what has happened when we grow up that some of us stop dancing? We get inhibited. So like when we're younger, like I can see it from my two-year-old who's free to my six-year-old where your peers start making comments and you start, you you lose your freedom, You you feel watched and judged or people will laugh at you my six-year-old he loves dancing he does dance at home but you know if he's out with his mates it's got to be the floss or the dab or it's got to be something and they'll sort of have a laugh about it yeah you you lose that freedom and you start building like the sense of are they watching me or are they judging me Mm How do you as a mother deal with that when he comes home with that fear? What do you say to him? I just say, don't worry about what people say. I always say to him, do you like it? And he's like, yes. And then I'm like, will you do it then? Don't worry about what other people think. Like he had a haircut and he 
was like, he loved it and he was so proud of it. And then someone was like, oh, I'm not sure I like it. And then he stopped wearing it. And I was like, if you like it, do it. Don't worry about what other people say. And they will laugh, but don't worry about it because it's not really there. It's not really them laughing at you. It's them laughing because they might not have the confidence to do it, to be able to move how you do. Mm. So it's more envy. Yes, I think so. It's all, yeah, nervousness and just lacking confidence because, you know, my kids come up from very creative background. They've got me, my brother, and my sister-in-law are all movers and my niece as well. But then you get to school and some people haven't had that around them, so they're more like sport, which is amazing still, but it's just a different way of looking at things, I think. What would you say are few key lessons that training in dance and also being surrounded with dance and dancing throughout your life has taught you? One of the big things I've taken away from dance, especially the tra- the school I went to, which is very strict and things, is manners. Like, manners. You have to listen. You, you're all, like, if you watch a dance class, a teacher will give a correction and you can see them nodding and doing it. So you, the ability to take instructions, but you're always engaged to your teacher. I find going out, and even if I'm really nervous or tired or upset, I can go and speak to a room of people and be okay with it. I find it comes naturally, even though what I'm feeling in, inside isn't, doesn't always match. But manners, like I can look people in the eye and say hello, I can talk to an older generation or people who are not in my peer group and connect with them. I connect with them on a different level. I can always speak to people. And yeah, manners, like, hello, thank you. Just that's one thing I was think. I always used to think, wow, that I did take something out of college. And it was that, like, I've learned to be able to present myself, I guess. Mm. And I think you addressed there that maybe internally you're noticing certain anxiety around it, but you have the body awareness to monitor that yeah. and express yourself externally in a different way. Yeah. And I said it to my ballet class. I did a six-week ballet course. And I said to them, you know, use it as your therapy. Like, I was really badly bullied at secondary school. And that's when you're just going in to go to dance college. And that's when I made that real leap in all my ability because it was my therapy. I went and I just practiced and practiced. And it didn't matter what people were saying to me because I had another focus in life. And moving my body, no matter how anxious or nervous or upset I am, will help. It will calm me down. The breath, the movement, the music, the steps, the routine, I guess that's in there as well, grounds me and you always come back out feeling really good. Dancer and choreographer Akram Khan says that the only time he's still is when he dances. Yeah, I understand that. In what way does that manifest for you? It's the calmness. You can't concentrate if your mind's on the other side of the door. Like, you can't bring yourself into your body, you can't hold your body, even just without, before you've moved, like, holding your body you can't do that without that mind-body connection so you're not thinking about 
Instagram or whatever's going on or you have to be in yourself. You have to be in the moment. You have to be in your breath. You have to be in your little finger and your eyebrow and thinking where they all connect. And I guess that's where the stillness is, like leaving life outside and just being with yourself creates a serenity. What does concept spatial awareness signify to you? Like if you're in a studio or if there are other people around you or... Generally in life. Generally in life, I guess. I, I think it's good to be in your space. Like spatial awareness to me means, you know, you're not too close to someone. You're not trying to move. You're not in someone's neck. You're not breathing down their neck. You've got your own space and that's yours. And yeah, people come into it and go from it. But there's still learning your boundary of who you are, where your body sits in space, and how to invite people into it and how to not. Like when people are too close to you on the street, you're like, you're too close to me. Mm -hmm. You have to move away from me. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that awareness of other bodies and how your body occupies the space is something that dance has taught you? 100%. Again, it brings down to like mind-body awareness. You're aware of where your body sits in space, of how it's moving in space. So when someone else is into that space, you're aware of it because you've created your own little atmosphere, if you think about it, your own little ozone layer. And then when someone comes and intrudes on that, you're, aware, you're fully aware of it. So, yeah, moving and movement and that mind-body soul awareness creates your awareness of what else can be around you as well. Mm -hmm. Isn't there environmental awareness that's connected to that? A hundred percent. You always think of the way nature moves. Like I always say to people, you know, move your spine like a piece of seaweed and you think of the seaweed blowing in the well, not blowing in the wind, because it's not in the wind, but in the sea, you think of that. And so you, you always connect to an environment. I was listening to something by Bob Brown, and he said when we want to feel better, or when we're sorry, or when we just want to say something to each other, we give each other flowers, or we've got pictures of a woodland on our wall. We are, whether we know it or not, connected with nature. We don't have pictures of bulldozers or chainsaws on our walls. We don't give a chainsaw to someone who's just broken their leg. We'll give flowers, we'll give nature. So we're all, we are, as beings, whether we're aware of it or not, connected to environment. And I think dance, to me, you look at, you can look at the way animals move and try and connect that into a piece of movement or dance. We all know what it looks like, so we all have that subconscious to connect with environment. So what is the thing that estranged us from nature? In a way, we have. We've always got our head in our phones. We're always looking down. I remember someone saying to me, you know, when I was upset one day, look up, look at the sky around you, look at the trees around you. Breathe it in. Don't look down at the pavement and the greyness and the, you know, the floor. Look up, be aware. We're in technology, we're in something else, we're in a bank machine, we're in a world 
where we're very tunnel visioned rather than, you know, taking the blinkers off and seeing up and out and noticing that tiny bird on the tree. Again, it goes back to kids. If you look at kids, they see the tiny spider or they notice an, a minuscule ant and they get down to look at it. Whether as, as adults, we've lost that and we're just, you know, like we walk over it. Mm. So it's, you have to, it, I think, yeah, that brings us away from nature is, is us in a way. We've done it to ourselves. Mm. Pina Bausch says, dance, otherwise we are lost. Dance, otherwise we're lost. It's freedom. It's the freedom that moving gives you. Just that freedom that we need, all need to get, rather than being so concerned about what everyone else thinks of us or what we look like. You become lost in life, like you being this, and you think everyone thinks you should be a certain way. Those things that people sit in, in offices, you know, those cubicles, we'll become that and we're lost because we've not got any freedom to not care what anyone else thinks of us. Imagine the world where everyone would dance and there would be no person who would think that they can't dance. Days would begin with a dance, just like we brush our feet and wash our face and have a shower. I think we'd smile a lot more. We'd be, we'd have that enjoyment a lot more. We'd be a lot less inhibited. We'd have joy in us, because it is, for me, dancing is joy. It's a joyful thing. We would, yeah, we'd be able to enjoy, enjoy things as well. The cubicle, life would fall away. As a trained dancer, what is your experience and relationship to improvised dancing? It's really good. Like, it's good for your soul just to turn on a piece of music. We used to do improvised dance in competitions and I used to be really good at it and just used to just be able to put on music and see what comes out. Maybe that's when the best ideas come out and you're like, oh, I've never tried that. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like you stop thinking and doing what your body wants you to do. You're not thinking, I need to put my arm here and I need to put my leg there. It just, it's almost like your body is taking over rather than you saying, I need to do this or this is what I'm going to do next. Mm. So in a way, it's also, when I think about improvisation, I think about uncertainty, and in a good way, kind of letting go of that need to know and control, and you're discovering things that you would otherwise not allow yourself to discover. Yeah, I think so. You'll definitely see. And also, you, your body can go to limits, you know, places that it's definitely not gone before, because... You know, even by accident, oh, I fall over and I've landed like this, and actually that's pretty cool, and now I'm going to do something else to get myself out of it, and I didn't think I can do that, but actually I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it surprises you, it shows you things that you wouldn't actually... If you're all, always in your head and if you don't let bodies and feelings to take over, 
you yeah. will never get there. You know, no, if you always, it's when people say, I can't dance. Everyone can dance. Everyone can sway in time to music and close their eyes. That's dancing. It doesn't have to be the Rosie Dash from Sleeping Beauty. Dancing is m moving in a way that comes from in your soul rather than in your head. For, that's for me. I was thinking that I was at a concert and I was thinking that everyone could dance, everyone could be dancing, even the people that, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just a dad dancer or mm. I can't do it. Well, yeah, if you're, even if you're doing your cheesiest moves, you're dancing, you're doing it, you're moving, you're finding something, and that's dancing. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be Gene Kelly. Yeah, and I experience that sometimes people who are not trained in dance and who say, think of themselves that they can't dance, that they are the best on the dance floor. I love watching them, the things that they come up with. I've never seen a trained dancer do that. No, because they're almost too controlled. They're always thinking, oh, this isn't what I look like. Mm. But yeah, watch. It's, again, again, brings down to kids. Like, watch them on a the dance floor and they're nuts. But they're amazing. And some of the things they do, and they don't, they're not afraid to like, knee slide into a body roll and then stand up and then they've done the splits and then they're doing something else. They're not afraid of that. Mm. It's just fun to them. They're laughing, their faces are smiling. And yeah, when people on the dance floor, even if they've had a few sherries, there's, you know, they're not dancing with sour face and they're upset and they're depressed. You know, there's a lightness, they're laughing at themselves. And it's maybe the ability to get into that would help people know that, yeah, you can dance, it doesn't matter. Mm. So why does dance matter now? Because I think our souls need it. Again, this moving is joy, but also that bringing yourself out of what's going on, and there's a lot going on at the moment, like Australia's burning down, America's starting trying to start a third world war. Like, there's, there's, it's crazy out there. Letting go of that, leaving that on the other side of the windows and bringing yourself into your body. That is so important that we take a step out of life every now and again and bring ourselves into our bodies and connect with just who we are and learn how to yeah, experience the joy without, also experiencing joy without any other, like without the TV or without other things. Like you can do things with just your body, with yourselves, with no music, with the sound of the waves, with, you know, you can find joy in that and leaving those things behind. In writing this article, I was reflecting a lot on it being a strange time to think about dance and praise dance and there is it seems to me a bit of guilt in the moment associated with this idea of having fun while the world is burning and the wars are starting and people are suffering and I over a few days around New Year's Eve went to a music festival where we danced a lot and stepping out 
of the constant barrage of news and depression and anxiety felt really important as a way to strengthen so I can come back and focus on positive things that I am trying to do. It also reminded me of good things about humanity. And then I came to your class and you were talking about encouraging us to feel okay with taking time away as a way to reset so we can actually go out and do good things. But we need that moment of resetting. Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm watching people on social media kind of spiral downwards. And we can't pour from an empty cup. We, we know it's going on. But also, we've got to create a little magic in our lives. We're not turning our heads. We're not turning our backs. We're just taking a deep breath. We can make it happen, but we can't make it happen if we're overwhelmed and we're struggling and we're anxious. We have to be strong to fight. We have to be energized. I said, I don't know if you were on that Saturday class, it was the Saturday, last Saturday, when it was just awful and there was a million fires and it was like 40 degrees and windy and it was just the worst day. And I, I ended the class with that Martin Luther King quote of, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. We can't drive this out, we can't change anything from a place of misery. We have to have fun. And that light and that joy can overcome what's going on. We can change it, but we have to be energized and we have to spark joy, have fun, enjoy ourselves. It's not selfish. We're not ignoring it. We're not doing anything. We're doing everything we can. But we also have to take care of ourselves and each other. It's really important to be kind and make someone else smile. Check in with your mate or someone that you don't know and we, we can go and work together as for the greater good. Thank you for listening to Dance Matters podcast series produced for the Interchange Festival and commissioned by Delving into Dance and Critical Path. This podcast was recorded and edited by Ira Ferris with music and production support of Trevor Brown for other eight episodes in this series, see Dance Matters playlist on Artemis Project SoundCloud. And you can also listen via iTunes. Mm-hmm.